Hello and welcome to Fandoms and Fantasies with Katie and Rebecca. Today we'll be continuing on with our Sherlock series, uh, beginning with Sherlock series 2. So, what are your thoughts on the first episode? So, when I went through and rewatched it before we were scheduled to film this uh, episode, I was just really kind of taken aback by how much I love this series and just how good it is and how much it captures you because I always knew I liked it obviously like we chose it as our second thing to talk about on this podcast but it really just sucks you in it really does and just makes you just fall in love with these characters so quickly Mm -hmm. within four episodes over I think it was a two-year span between like from the beginning of the first series to the beginning of this one. Mm-hmm. And you're just so connected to these characters already. And I always, I'm always i glad that I get to, like, re-experience that. Yeah. Because I've kind of forgotten it. Even though I still kind of knew the plot line, it was nice to re-experience all that emotion towards them again. What did you think? I agree with you. It is nice to re-experience it all. And it is amazing how quickly you do fall in love with the characters, even, like, thinking back to the first series within a couple episodes you're like okay mm-hmm. we're here for Sherlock and John yeah and even as they incorporate new characters um in this first episode of the second series where we're introduced to the woman slash Irene Adler mm-hmm. and I mean she's not a friend she's an antagonist in this but one of those characters you kind of like I want to root for you even though you're working with the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even like a character that that you you click with her rather quickly. At least mm. I did. Yeah. I mean, I as in appreciate her as a character. Mm. Didn't identify with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. You're yeah. Not like it's, a blackmailing dominatrix. Right, no, I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> she's one of those characters you're kind of like, oh gosh, she's interesting. It'd be cool if she comes back. Mm-hmm. But and I really um, did enjoy like the take on her from the original series because i mean Mm -hmm. the thoughts on women and how we're portrayed in popular culture has changed so much Mm -hmm. and even though i mean she was formidable even within the book series and she'd have to be i think to be of interest to sherlock Mm -hmm. and to be i mean truly she's the only person that ever bested him Hmm. i mean if you think about it because with everything that happens with moriarty within either this series or the books She's the only one that ever got away with it. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself is to be anyone and do that is formidable. But then to turn around and be a female in that day and age was just groundbreaking. I think they really do a great job. Even in the 21st century with female empowerment and everything, mm-hmm. this character just kind of goes beyond that. And she is just so domineering. That's a good word right. for her. Yeah, as you're talking about that, I think that is interesting that she was a dominatrix and like how they because it is the 21st century like a woman being on her own taking her own power isn't unusual but they still made her on the outskirts by making her dominatrix right so that's kind of interesting choices like how to make her different her original character wouldn't be different now right i would think yeah exactly and i just i really like in the scene where she's getting ready she knows sherlock's on his way there Mm -hmm. and her assistant asks her what are you going to wear and she says my battle dress Mm -hmm. and her she's naked yeah her battle dress and that's i think that's such a cool small line and she's that confident in herself that she doesn't need any outward armor per se any clothing to be comfortable around this person that is supposed to be so formidable to everybody and Mm -hmm. 
what and she's just yeah i'm just Let's here deal with it which is also funny because like he couldn't read her at all even though she was literally fully exposed mm-hmm. and that kind of makes me wonder too because obviously with them be is it maybe some sort of attraction between mm-hmm. the two of them and i'm i'm inclined to think that there is not even though that that is how it was kind of portrayed in the series, but you always mm-hmm. kind of have to have that little bit of a love interest. Yeah. And I just don't think that's what it was for, for Sherlock, at least on Sherlock's side. Yeah. I think the only thing that he really liked about her was how intriguing she was and what a good mystery she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of one of those odd things. Like, there's chemistry for sure, but I wonder if it's just kind of another version of a match. Like, he has his, she's another side of that coin in a way. Like, he mm-hmm. has Moriarty on one end, and then there's her on the other like Mm. they could have been in a different situation maybe friends like she could be another balance for him like john or human (laughs) she could have been his intellectual match without being entirely destructive unlike moriarty right and i think i mean and in a way i think that sherlock can't be around someone who is his match for too long because if you look at his relationship with mycroft his other Mm -hmm equal or i mean he even would say better at some things at Mm -hmm. least and he can't stand him no he can't stand moriarty and i think that's why him and john get along so well because sherlock has to be better than whoever he's with all the time Mm -hmm. because if someone can always handle him and always has an answer for his his brain Mm -hmm. then he's going to get bored with them even though he he thinks he won't but he will he He needs someone to impress all the time and Mm -hmm have just kind of follow him along in his greatness right (laughs) quite a bit of a time gap from the first season to the second there is and so not exactly sure how much time but it's enough for the blog to have blown up Mm -hmm. and like people know enough to come seek sherlock out right i think towards the very end of the season john's therapist from series one mm-hmm. comes back and i believe she said eight it's been 18 or 21 months that's what i thought i heard i'm like okay which is a good amount of time but yeah. it's also kind of it's that seems was like something a bit that more. i kind of took note of and wanted to get your opinion on does it seem like there are certain episodes where the passage of time throughout the episode is very very different like in series one for instance they have a whole episode that's based around a day with moriarty and the bombs Mm -hmm. and in series two they have episodes that seem to span months yeah like with with irene the whole it's one episode but it spans like a six or eight month time frame yeah that's what kind of threw me especially like that therapist said something about 18 months so like it seems like it should have been a, a bit longer yeah definitely for him to go from basically a nobody to this I mean, I guess it could be overnight, but these investigations still take time, even they do. for Sherlock. Well, and even Sherlock and John's relationship. I mean, I, I understand, like, when friends grow close, quick, but with some of the stuff they experience, it just seems like it had been a bit more time. And mm-hmm. the way they feature, I guess, Christmas and, was it the episode, the first episode yes. of the season? Yeah. Even just going through the holidays and the seasons like that, it just seems like there's been more time for mm-hmm. them to gel and get into a rhythm. Yeah. And... Even in the other people around, like with Mrs. Hudson and Molly and mm-hmm. Lestrade, it just seems like there's 
It should have been more Anderson. <laughs> Donovan. <laughs> Who we talked about. I don't remember if we mentioned this last episode that we thought she was gone after the first season. Yeah, but totally she's not. Wrong. Totally obviously. wrong. <laughs> you guys probably, <laughs> listeners probably caught that. Yeah. Like, what are they talking I'm sure about? they were shaking their heads at that one. I, I think I just deleted her. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I, I think we both did just we both dislike her so much that we refused to believe she was such a part and a huge part of the series it yeah. honestly made me mad at myself that i forgot about her <laughs> me too <laughs> like without her none of the events from the reichenbach fall would have happened right and i'm just like quickly how, literally how did i forget about this i don't understand <laughs> she's just on delete it's probably gonna happen again <laughs> we talked about this too she seems better like, throughout the first two episodes, I'm thinking, she's calmed down. She's mm-hmm. She definitely doesn't like him yet. But, but maybe appreciates his skills a little. Yeah, or at least little. doesn't suspect <laughs> him to be a serial killer. Right. But it just turns all the way back around. And I guess maybe she was just biding her time at that maybe. point. And he had also gained fame, so it would have looked bad for her to continue to call him freak in front of everybody. True. Because he's the new golden boy of the tabloids, and she wouldn't want to be caught calling him names probably right so back to first episode of the season or the series we meet irene adler what did you think about the sort of i guess sort of twist ending to her kind of not with the whole plane bombing Uh, but the twist with irene um it's one of those things like where i'm not sure i quite caught it all when i first watched it Mm -hmm. but watching it again um the other day i thought interesting and also confusing and just that the whole, like, whatever they're doing, the muddle, the Irene-Sherlock relationship, like, what are they actually trying to do here? On mm-hmm. that respect, it's still kind of like, I get it, I don't get it. Yeah. Taking in her character and her, I mean, she's really living for herself. It made sense that that would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and working with Moriarty and looking back, it's like, I shouldn't have been surprised, but it still was a good twist. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so this is really what's going on. Right. Especially time you get an answer. to it. Mm-hmm. It was so elaborate, but... That's Irene and Moriarty. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, Mycroft. And Mycroft, yeah. It, it was definitely a cool twist. I enjoyed it. It was something, again, that I had forgotten from watching it the first time, so it was nice to kind of have that, oh, I remember this now, but still kind of a little surprise to it. Mm-hmm. I do have to say I was a little disappointed in the fact that she admits that Moriarty gave her the idea mm. to use it as more than just protection. Because I felt like that took away from her independence as a character. Okay. The person that we saw when she met Sherlock, when she escaped with the photographs, when she got the photographs, Mm -hmm. it seems like it kind of downgraded her intelligence and her survival instinct. I could see that. To have her have to now depend on Moriarty. I I get they had to tie him in and Mm -hmm. show that he is involved in everything. Yeah. But I feel like they could have done it differently, like... Maybe he helps, like she mentions, that he helped get her away or that he knew her. Something like that. I really was not a fan of the fact that she was only where she was at that plane trying to blackmail Mycroft because of Moriarty. I felt like that took a lot away from her character. Okay. And that could just be me, like, reading into it more. But that was just kind of the thought I had re-watching the episode. Not that she's not still a great character. I just felt like that kind of did take away from her a bit. I could see that, though. But then, yeah, them having to tie it into Moriarty. I mean, they do only have the, you know, a very short span of time. Mm -hmm. So they do have to tie it all in together. 
Especially when you go into the second episode and mm-hmm. it's even less connective. Right. You have to tie it in somehow. They do. And I wonder if maybe they were flirting with the idea initially that she might be around longer than she actually was. That's true. I don't know what conversations happen in the middle of script writing and mm-hmm. actual filming, how things change or like what it may have happened there. Right. Because in the but, initial, like the beginning parts of that episode, it followed along with what was written in the short story Mm. i mean obviously you know the changes into the 21st century and whatnot but as far as like the pictures and a royal family and Mm -hmm. using it just for insurance and stuff that was all very similar to what happened in the book and then that twist at the end with the assassins and the Mm -hmm. the bombing and knowing all this i guess code that mycroft is so worried about i'm still kind of iffy on the details of what that actually is but all that was completely an add-on, like, all, mm-hmm. all brand new, which, I mean, I thought it was a cool twist. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm still iffy on the code, too, because at some point they say they don't really need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's two different codes, like, the one that they're mentioning with Moriarty not needing it, and then mm-hmm. whatever she's got. Yeah, it might be. But I, it, it's I not very remember. clear, or at least it's not clear to me. Maybe some of our listeners could... Uh, weigh in on that on a, yeah. on the Facebook page. Yeah, please do if you have thoughts. <laughs> yeah, because that seems like what it would be because then it ties in even more. But at the same time, if it doesn't, if it's meaningless, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, let us know what you all think in the comments on the Facebook page. So moving on into the next episode, The Hound of the Baskervilles. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that one? I liked it. It's so different. I took note. It's kind of it's interesting again, just the way they tie this whole. St- series together by series i mean series two not the sherlock series the hannah baskervilles i liked how they took you out of john and sherlock's element Mm -hmm. because like the whole thing like the case itself because it has that kind of soup not kind of but the supernatural feeling but you know there's a rational explanation but Mm -hmm. then again you're like maybe there's something about baskerville slash this hollow where they're seeing the hound um but there has to be an answer because sherlock's involved so Mm -hmm. i mean what answer is he going to find? But also them just being away out in the country. I don't remember where Baskerville is, but they're definitely not in London anymore. No, not at all. They're definitely in a um, little hamlet. And you just take in the scenery, and it's like, you know, beautiful hills and countryside, and all this terrible stuff's happening. But it's just very different for Sherlock. And then all the stuff that begins happening within the case, like Sherlock even questioning himself and his mm-hmm. rationality. Like, you haven't seen that with him before. No, it's definitely a vulnerability that has surfaced so it, that is just really interesting that they used this story and the scenery setting for that to happen in like mm-hmm. so many different ways it seems like you mentioned earlier it feels like a filler episode but it's really not when you mm-hmm. look back at it yeah so. and I, I forgot about that as well but and it's it's a good filler even if it was just a filler, filler it episode. is a good one <laughs> it's really good I would have been totally fine if it was just a filler episode. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it does tie in to an extent makes it even better. But it's just, like you said, it's so well done. The scenery is so good and the story is so good. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have all the, you know, the main important characters. Yes. (laughs) Well, maybe not Mrs. Hudson, but that'll be okay. Not so much, but still, I mean, Lestrade shows up when you don't expect him to, and it's just kind of like, oh, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that gives Lestrade a little bit more credit 
Mm-hmm. At least in my mind, like he can show up to these random little cases with mm-hmm. Sherlock and John and keep up with them. Right. It shows him like, he's not just a dumb cop. Mm-hmm. Again, because I feel like that happens in a lot of series, particularly when characters like Sherlock are involved. Yeah. But everybody else is just beneath them. And right. John can keep up. He may not be at Sherlock's level, but he can keep up. Right. And again, it shows you more of Sherlock's personality. The fact that he didn't know Strahd's name was Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. That's why you're going by Greg, is it? That's his name. <laughs> and this, that shows even more of John being Sherlock's conscience. Mm-hmm. And there, as you said earlier, it feels like so much more time has passed than 18 months because mm-hmm. their relationship has just, just it's, it's fluid it at is. this point. Like, series one... I mean, they always had a, a connection, but mm-hmm. there was much more... They're um, more established now. Yeah, they're established. They have their routine. I mean, they're very domesticated with each other. They really are. I love how they're mistaken for a couple all the time. Constantly. <laughs> Especially John, on John's side for some reason. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess that makes sense because John is a human and Sherlock just isn't. So, <laughs> yeah. so they can see that John, like, does have emotions. So they're obviously like, oh, he, he loves him. And Sherlock's like, we don't, I mean, I guess you're with him, but like... <laughs> like I don't know. He doesn't see it. Anyhow, okay. <laughs> he finally says to Irene, just like, "Poor John, <laughs> it's hilarious." Oh, I was just gonna say, "Poor John" will always be mistaken as being with Sherlock, but him trying to get a girlfriend, keep a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The Christmas scene—I mean, that's oh just—and you think that's because he's been around Sherlock for so long? Those types of things happen to him, like Sherlock has rubbed off on him. I think a little bit of that, and then just—I don't think he's in the space he thinks he is for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Or finding I think the right his, person. I think his relationship is Sherlock. Even yeah, if it's at that not, time. Yeah, even if it's not, like, in that same way. Because the female doctor from series one is just not mentioned. Sorry, I'm like, she wasn't that interesting. No, she, <laughs> she wasn't. I'm glad she's not involved. But I'm just saying, like, she's completely mm-hmm. gone. Not mentioned But it sounds all. like there's been a series. Again, the time frame. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's been a series of girlfriends that just have right. not worked out. And because doesn't in the Christmas scene, doesn't he call a girl by a different name and mention that, she has a dog that she doesn't have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, that's uh, very Sherlock That to is me. very Sherlock. And then everything that goes on later on, you can see John doesn't develop his own light until Sherlock is it's not around. On. Yeah. So, I mean, in that instance, Sherlock is his life. Actually, it makes sense when you think about where we met him in the beginning. I mean, just, I mean, I don't remember how recently he's back from the war, but he's like, he's putting his life back together. Mm -hmm. And then Sherlock's dropped in the middle of it and he helps him find his life again. Yeah. And he does. He gives him a life again. It makes sense that that would be the dynamic between them. Mm -hmm. And it would be hard to get in the middle of that. I mean, it's like when you're joining a new group of friends or family or something like that. Yeah. Or even any girl that John would be with. If they are in the vicinity of Sherlock Holmes, she would be a third wheel. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, I mean, even when he was Unless dating Unless she's doctor, an Irene Adler. Yeah. But John wouldn't be with. Mm, no. Mm-mm. So. It's, yeah, John would not be interested in a female Sherlock. <laughs> Maybe initially, but it wouldn't last, it wouldn't go very far. <laughs> no. and, I, and it does show more of their, like, Sherlock has become comfortable enough with John to admit his vulnerability. In The Hound of the Baskervilles, where yeah. he said, he literally tells him, I'm scared. Yeah. Like, for Sherlock to admit something like that, it would have to be to someone that he truly cares about. 
Yes, it'd have to be that. And it also shows you the level of whatever was going on in Baskerville. Mm-hmm. Like, that kid wasn't crazy. Yeah. For sure. That poor kid. I know. <laughs> he just went through so much. And, yeah, I'm just like, why didn't you just move? I mean, I'm sure there's reasons. Like, I just never catch it when I watch the episode because I'm focusing on other things. I'm like, why didn't you just leave Baskerville? Yeah. But I do have to say, even though they changed it quite a bit mm-hmm. from what happened in the book, I loved it. I mean, I've said that before already, but it was just such a cool way to do that. And something I, I don't think I would ever have caught on to. Mm-hmm. It's still hard to kind of process everything that went down in that episode. Yeah. What are some of the differences, just for our listeners? In the book, there's no military base involved. Yeah, I guess there wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like that. No high-tech anything. And it's actually uh, two people that are making it seem like they're brother and sister, but they're actually a couple that are trying to get... I'm not exactly sure what they're after. I can't remember in the book, but they're they're after something. Mm-hmm. And they have this vicious dog. Actually, what uh, those two men were doing, mm-hmm. like, in the beginning of the actual episode. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock and John find out that's what, that's what it actually ends up being okay. in the book. That they have a, a vicious dog that they basically starve and put... That sounds familiar. Um, I think phosphorus is what they called it to uh-huh. to make it glow, like yeah. have that stuff come yeah, out of its things. Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah, it's pretty sad, but it's I mean very very different yeah. from what happens. That's intriguing though. Mm-hmm. And that's I believe the female in that series. She's trying to lure the the young man that the hound is mm-hmm. attacking to I believe get into his will or something. Okay. It's quite a bit different. Yeah, of its time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's much more reminiscent of what would happen in that time frame. Like, obviously, since you don't have the technology that they have now. Mm -hmm. So, but even with those big differences, I mean, they're both fantastic. I wouldn't choose one over the other. I don't Mm -hmm. think they're too different. Exactly. They're two different, but they're both so good. I think this series does a really good job of bringing something so old into this time frame and still Mm -hmm. making it plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the genius of it. Mm-hmm. aren't we glad it exists <laughs> I just I still cannot get over how much it just sucked me back in mm-hmm. after so many years or as soon as you see Sherlock in the palace in that sheet oh my god in the first episode <laughs> only Sherlock I'm just like yes I am so glad I'm back mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and John are together mm-hmm. just it's, oh it's awesome gosh, they're like two little boys you know, in the past, like, you're just two mischievous little friends mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting to cause trouble. Yeah. It's like, you were two middle school boys that are in adult oh, male's bodies, mm-hmm. but you don't have the the uh, mindset of two grown-ups. No. No. John more so sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but Sherlock drags him away from it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And he was even more serious at the beginning. Again, he just has brought back into this like mischievous mm-hmm. adventure-ridden world that Sherlock lives in. And he, I'm sure that's what he wants because yeah. he, he wants adventure and he craves right. it. You just want to think of it. Think it when you look at him. Which mm-hmm. is part of the charm, I think. Yeah. I agree. So, moving on to episode three of series two, Reichenbach Fall, where we really get our first good look at Moriarty being a criminal, I would right. say. Yeah, not just pulling the strings or seeing him at work. Mm-hmm. What a web. <laughs> yeah, what a web. I don't know if they mean to do this, if it's just the way that he's played, but I get so many Joker 
esque qualities from him. Do you mm-hmm. do you get that same vibe? Like the dancing and the crown I, jewels room. Yes. Now that you say it, I do. Like I don't initially think Joker. Like I don't think he. I mean, maybe he did see him as an influence. But it is that unpredictable. Like, what world are you living in? I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Sorry, I'm getting Batman quotes stuck in my head. Some <laughs> men just want to see the world burn. Yeah. He is that, and he's just, it's a huge game, and you see that at the end, like Sherlock, there are very few people on his level, so like, why not play it to the very end? Yeah. But yeah, he's yeah unpredictable, you don't know what's, which direction he's going to take next, what he's thinking, yeah. or how he's going to react. He does a thing where he's impersonating someone else in this episode. Yep. He's supposed to be an actor. Yes. And it kind of brings you back to what he did when he first met Sherlock as Molly's boyfriend mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> well she, i want to touch on that too because she says in this yeah you know, and she says that, yeah that this episode he wasn't my boyfriend and i'm like i distinctly remember you calling him his boy your boyfriend yeah and they Molly. went out three times apparently and like i like i would like to know what those dates were like right like what do you consider going out did you all have lunch in like the hospital cafeteria yeah or did you all like go on a date date yeah yeah <laughs> and that's odd to me too that he he picked Molly to go out with, but he never, even at the end of this episode where he threatens the three, three bullets, three mm-hmm. people, Molly is not one of them. Yeah. And yet he chose Molly to be the one to date. I mean, obviously she's the only female, but it seems like he would have tried to get close to somebody like, like a new neighbor friendly yeah. with Mrs. Hudson coming over to have tea with her or something. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I don't, is that just me or is no, that? It seems like he would try something closer unless somehow him observing Sherlock in the lab and he knew Molly was there and like eventually he would run into Sherlock or maybe, or maybe make he thought that, that they were closer than they were. And then when he saw the dynamic, maybe. he realized that. She's not Molly the one. presented herself in a way that made it seem that Sherlock was closer. Maybe. I mean, I can see her saying that to, like, mm-hmm. work colleagues or something, that they're friendlier than they really are with yeah. each other. Not for Molly. I know what you mean, though. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for Molly. <sighs> Christmas scene every time. Back I just wish she would have slapped him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that or not. Don't just sit there and take it. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean... In her quiet way that she told, she confronted him on it, but still, yeah, that yeah. deserved I mean, a bit more. I mean, that is true. I guess it is good to see her, even though she is very meek. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. She still told him, you're, you're just a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, but she loved him. Yeah. Still did, even yeah. after all of it. But, I mean, he does kind of, for Sherlock, he really made up for it mm-hmm. in front of everybody and stuff, but he's still just such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole scene... Where she's talking about her father mm-hmm. and then John. I think that's kind of where his thoughts on Molly change because she is obviously more observant than he gave her credit for. Mm-hmm. And she's kinder and cares about him more than he probably realized. Yeah. yeah or thinks he deserves. I don't. I feel like he doesn't think he deserves to be cared about. He probably doesn't because I don't think he really thought of himself as human. At least he stopped yeah. at some point. Yeah. After Until he, John. Yeah, until John. Until he... like. He really does seem to give off that vibe that he does not deserve people caring about him. Well, and too, I think Mycroft, he says something, oh, in the first episode, about caring and it's not an advantage or something. So he's been trained or he's trained himself under the tutelage of Mycroft not to care because 
it's safer slash smarter mm-hmm. in their minds. Which is odd for him to say because, I mean, Mycroft clearly does care quite a bit mm-hmm. about Sherlock. But that's also his weakness. Yeah. And you see that. I do. Sherlock is his weakness. Yeah. Sherlock is by far, I mean, I think that's probably Mycroft's only weakness because it's the only person Sherlock, I mean, Mycroft cares about. Mm-hmm. Maybe John, but I could see him. I mean, he, he, I think he cares about John by proxy because yeah. of how important yeah. John is to Sherlock. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I still think if it came down to it, he would be okay with letting something happen to John. Mm-hmm. But it might, it might like take him an hour to decide or something. <laughs> but Sherlock, he would do anything for. Yeah. Even if he tries to say he wouldn't. Again, with the the three bullets that Moriarty um, threatens him with, mm-hmm. I do kind of think it's odd that they picked Lestrade. To be that per- that third person and not Molly. That kind of struck me too. And I was, I was trying to work it out. I'm like, maybe Lestrade means more to Sherlock than I realized. Or I wasn't paying attention to whatever the relationship was. Mm-hmm. And maybe like he means something to Sherlock because he gave him a chance. When no maybe. one else would. He doesn't show or that Or he though. respects Lestrade more than he shows. And Moriarty caught on to that. Yeah. I also think it might just be a nod to the books, possibly, because Molly in the books, she doesn't exist. True. She's not a person. She so, have, yeah. Um, Lestrade is actually a very important character, more important in the books even than he is here, hmm. because Sherlock does talk about him being a good detective, and he comes to him quite often, so maybe it's just kind of harkening back to the books and how Sherlock shows some goodwill towards Lestrade. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, I just felt like for this series, even Mycroft would have probably been a better choice, Tired, yeah. honestly. Not that he wasn't. He's still a good choice to mm-hmm. have that third person. But when he's got those other, at least those two other people. Yeah, and maybe it was just thinking out loud, as I always do. Maybe it was more for the audience versus Sherlock. Maybe it way. could be. Definitely. Definitely could be. And I guess now thinking on it, it wouldn't have been a very big threat for Mycroft because... <laughs> I don't think Mycroft would have... He couldn't have gotten to Mycroft, I don't think. I don't think so. He'd have to try. I mean, not that Moriarty couldn't. I think he'd have to pull more strings than he wanted to at that point. Mm -hmm. The guns being put down, the one train at John being put down after Moriarty is gone and Sherlock makes his decision. The others, I'm not... Like, how did they know that Sherlock did what he was supposed to? Maybe the gunman that was watching John? Maybe. I just... I guess I figured, like, somehow there'd be, like, a timetable and they were supposed to do it at a certain moment. But, yeah, I, I mean, that would actually make a lot more sense. That That's a fair point. Unless, I, the only thing, the most plausible thing, I think, is the one that's watching John. Because he saw it happen. Signal. Yeah, he sent out, like, a text or cold or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stand down. Or maybe if they didn't hear something by a certain time, they ha- were to call it off. Maybe, yeah. Because I think that was always Jim's plan. Mm-hmm. To end it with his death. Yeah. And... I don't know why, and I wonder, like, especially rewatching it, if it was possibly some sort of undertones to, like, the dangers of mental illness. I mean, he's obviously mentally ill. Yeah, I wonder, like, it, this has been one of those things, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, I don't get it fully. Mm-hmm. Watching it this last time, I wonder if it was him giving Sherlock, or thinking he was giving Sherlock the ultimate problem. Because, like, as long as he was alive, Sherlock... Like, he had a choice of some sort yeah. that Jim didn't want to give him. Mm-hmm. So, there was the ultimate game, and he didn't care about his life, obviously. Either that, or just the way he felt that he would win is both of them would be dead, 
and mm-hmm. Sherlock would be the one that was disgraced, and yeah, maybe Jim would be remembered as not Jim Moriarty, and just this innocent man that Sherlock Holmes, the disgraced detective, killed. Mm-hmm. I don't really get it. I don't get why he wants to do that to Sherlock. It, I understand only that. Again, listeners, if you have ideas, mm-hmm. please let us know. And I do love Moriarty's character. I think he's a great, complex character, mm-hmm. but he's extremely different from the book version of yeah. Moriarty. I don't remember the book version so much, but again, I guess for us in the 21st century, we need something just a bit more. And it's also a time like where the complex villains were pretty popular. I mean, like you said, we had the Joker around that time. Thanos was starting to come, come about at that point. Things like that. So like the the villain that you can not identify with, but like you see and kind of... You don't like, hate that he's around. Yeah. Like it's the villain awful. you love to hate. Yeah. Because he's so thing. interesting. As a psychologist, if I were a psychologist, kind of like... I would want to know what's going on in that mind, but then again, it's like, is that a mind you really want to get into? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. It's, fun. it's fun to watch it, but I don't want to be involved with it. No, actually being around someone like that, that'd be scary. Yeah. That'd be frightening. I mean, like you said, you literally never know what he's going to do. He went mm-hmm. from being fairly calm with Sherlock to killing himself. Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about the actor and that's like how he plays him because he does that. Yes. I mean, he has little, literal, like, mood swings in front of the camera and you're mm-hmm. just like he's here he's there he's everywhere and when he does with his voice which we've mentioned before mm-hmm. the way in his eyes it. yes it's crazy just that scene on the on the roof where he's very calm and then he just screams doofus into mm-hmm. sherlock's face that's a funny word like normally that is something that you would laugh at but the way he does it is, is like, yeah exactly you want to just kind of jerk backwards and be like okay you mm-hmm. are you are ill. You need help. He does need help. And I was just thinking, if I ever saw Andrew Scott out in real life, I'm not sure I'd be able to approach him because I'd be like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because you're Moriarty. You're not that person. in his eyes that is like, are you, is this like the real you and you just happen to get this role or <laughs> like, oh like you know, there's something. <laughs> you be able to unleash yourself in Yeah, he plays him that well. <laughs> just in the way he'll, like you said, his facial expressions, the way he'll hold his mouth like just slightly open in certain mm-hmm. scenes that he shouldn't, especially mm-hmm. like in The Crown jewel's room and he's just so calm and mm-hmm, collected normal. and he's just completely destroyed the whole of london yeah he's good he's all good <laughs> and it just the way he's able to control people too mm-hmm. in either through fear or through their own mental illness like that that reporter oh yeah that kind of a cost sherlock i do not under i, I get why he met up with her Later on, why Jim did. Mm-hmm. Because he needed somebody. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just showing his way of being able to prey on somewhat weak-minded yeah, individuals. Yeah, really like, But still, I'm just like, how long was he with her? It's kind of like the Molly thing. It's like, how long were you there to play that game to really get them to believe you? Again, we're watching because we know he's Moriarty, not Richard Brooke or whatever his name was as that actor. Mm-hmm. But you can see like he's not being truthful. Mm-hmm. But again, it's kind of like... Yeah. Would that be obvious if you're really in that situation, or would you think he actually needs help in Sherlock is after? I always think it's kind of funny in in shows and movies in general how quickly the tide turns against somebody else, like mm-hmm. the way things turn so quickly on Sherlock. Yeah. I mean, all these cases and times where he's proven himself again and again and again, and one case that puts a little bit of doubt in somebody's mind, now he's disgraced. Moriarty is more a psychopath than yeah. a sociopath, mm-hmm. but I think 
his personality type was enough the one that can adapt to his surroundings so well he knows people even if he isn't entirely human yeah kind of like sherlock would be like sherlock could be if he didn't have john yeah or mycroft yeah i agree i mean that's who sherlock was before john Mm -hmm. he couldn't i think that's all if he had had john throughout his life i don't think people like donovan would have happened because he would have had his compass his moral compass right and moriarty never has that Mm -hmm. so but i wonder too like just thinking about if John had come in sooner, he, probably, he may not have had that Sherlock, though, because he might not have delved so deep into his interests or try to develop his skills so much because he did that because he's a Holmes slash Mycroft's brother, but also because he didn't have anybody. That's true. That's a very good point, actually. Who knows what goes on in the minds of the Holmes brothers? <laughs> really? Again, don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it's not as homicidal as Moriarty, but probably no. no I mean, I'm sure time. they have their moments <laughs> with each other. With <laughs> <laughs> each other. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially with each other. I mean, they are arch enemies if you talk to Sherlock. I know. Oh my gosh. John, at some point, I think in the first series, mentioned imagine being at that Christmas dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of want to be there maybe as a fly on the wall and not as a guest i don't know not for long because no. i don't think it would stay peaceful for very long probably not <laughs> but then again i mean we'll get into this later when we do finally meet their family i mean it probably could hang out for a while just yeah. have the boys in another room yes. <laughs> just lock those two away just to stare at each other for like three hours and then uh-huh. like, okay boys you can come out it's time for dessert right <laughs> And then kind of touching on on that subject, as you said, we will meet their parents a little bit later, very, very briefly. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of makes me wonder, like, John is Sherlock's humanity. That Mm -hmm. is what John is for Sherlock. What is Mrs. Hudson, do you think? Because he is so connected to Mrs. Hudson. I mean, she is one of the three people that he does what he ends up doing at the end of Reichenbach Fall for. Mm-hmm. And it, as you see, when Mycroft comes to Sherlock and John's home during the Irene Adler case, mm-hmm. and he tells Mrs. Hudson to shut up, Sherlock is just not having it. No. That's a good point. I, wonder, I almost want to say, like, maybe she's a maternal figure, figure but like, Mrs. Hudson helps them but she's not maternal no at all. i don't yeah and she's not their housekeeper <laughs> no, she's not their housekeeper she's not i mean like, i don't really see her as um and he doesn't really need one no he doesn't i guess just another friend i guess i mean, I mean she she deals with him and she lets mm-hmm. what he does and say to her roll off her back i mean like when mycroft tells her to shut up you can see it in her face that she's not okay with it mm-hmm. and then sherlock he defends her and then in the same breath also tells her to shut up. Yeah. And she's basically like, oh, whatever, Sherlock. You're yeah. Sherlock. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's it, too. She's one of those people who's put up with him. And, I mean, not just put up with him, but she'll, I mean, she won't give in to him, really. No. She I mean, she does, that way but sometimes, but, like, not Like, she really. cleans for him, but she also will tell him off. Right. And, like, she genuinely cares about him and worries mm-hmm. about him. And then she's there's more behind her than what you see like when she is kidnapped Mm -hmm. essentially i guess yeah i mean she's taken hostage yeah taken hostage and she's she's upset and scared but she also 
got the phone for yeah. Sherlock, even mm-hmm. though she was. And she said that she stole it when they thought she was having a cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you hear where John is just insisting that she leave London. Mm-hmm. And I just love that scene where Sherlock says, if Mrs. Hudson leaves London, Britain will fall. Right. Like, there is something there for the two of them. And it is just, it's different. And it's, mm-hmm. I, and I would like to identify what it. family. They are. They are a little family unit, the three of them. I mean, maybe but. it's just due to what they went through. Like mm-hmm. when he talks about in series one where <laughs> he ensured that her husband <laughs> went to jail. Yeah. And maybe he just thought, that's odd for this little old lady to want. Because right. I think, doesn't it kind of touch on like he was a mobster and she yeah. was involved in it? Mm-hmm. Not involved, but like. I mean. She was life, like she didn't so. want to be part of the mob, but she like knew what happened within it and stuff. Yeah. Maybe the, he just found her intriguing, and maybe she just a she little, continues to intrigue him. Just kind of outside the normal realm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just like he him. is. Yeah, yeah. and just even like John. John. Mm-hmm. Even though, again, John, like you wouldn't think it to look at him. I mean, even Mrs. Hudson, you wouldn't think to look at her. They're not ordinary. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, you couldn't keep up or want to be around Sherlock. Let Sherlock be one of your tenants. Or best friend mm-hmm. if you are quote unquote normal yeah exactly they're normal compared to him but compared to normal people yeah, or better assimilated maybe because yeah. <laughs> no normal man just meets a guy and within a day is going to murder scenes with him and mm-hmm. running around london <laughs> right <laughs> And she yeah, just lets much. him shoot her walls, and she clocks at him about it and mm-hmm, fusses. But she doesn't but... do anything else, and, you know, she sees their fridge and what's in there. And she says she can't, like, everything that he's brought into her house, bombings and murderers, <laughs> and she's still, that's their home, that's their flat. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a, it's a very cute little dynamic. I don't really understand how it happened, but I'm no. glad it did. Right. <laughs> we don't need to know. Right. The more you think about it, the more that you really do see a lot of these, like, different types of female characters within their world. Like, mm-hmm. especially when Irene comes around and she's this one type that's very much like Sherlock and mm-hmm. domineering and smart and calculating. And then you have Molly, who is just very kind of meek and just wants to bask in Sherlock's glow, glow honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know how it's to describe it. And then you have Mrs. Hudson, who, like you said, just doesn't take anything from him. She's not really a super strong character but she is in her own way yeah i think she could be if she had to right i mean i guess she does go through a lot with sherlock yes (laughs) and then you have the other one of the other female characters who is the probably i mean i dislike her more than at least moriarty's interesting she's just annoying and as we oh. ranted about last episode, I'm sure you probably all know we're talking about Donovan <laughs> at this point. I think we talked about this earlier. If you're just looking at it through like a unbiased lens, mm-hmm. you do have to respect her for going after what she thinks is the truth mm-hmm. as a good detective. And in most, like say, movies or TV shows, she would be the person that you're rooting for because normally... Sherlock actually would be the one behind yeah. all of the stuff, and she would be the only person that can see through it. Mm-hmm. So you do have to give her credit on that front. Yeah, I guess again, like we talked about with the first series, I th- I feel like they should have maybe shown more of her process in that, like mm-hmm. what was her evidence, and like see her putting stuff together, because the way she brings it about just sounds like more Sherlock hate. 
Yeah. Though I do see, like, like what you're saying, like, where she would come up with that. And as a detective, yeah, the clues could lead to him or to what he's trying to direct you to. There's someone else pulling the strings. Yeah. And again, it's not about her, but it would have been nice if they wanted it. They they could have shown a bit more of her leaving it in, Mm -hmm. show a bit more of her saying like we don't need much, just a little bit of her putting two and two together, like maybe at her desk or whatever, wherever Mm -hmm. she's put stuff together. I mean, all they really could have would have needed to do was have John be like, "Why? What Mm -hmm. is your obsession with making him look bad? Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, or even asking Greg like, what is her deal with him? Yeah." Just something. And, I mean, it does show the pictures of the crime scene. And I get that the the little girl screaming, which is another thing. Did you... I may have missed it, but why did she scream when she saw Sherlock? I can't remember if somehow it was set up. Like, someone that looked like him was around her and her brother, wherever they were, being held hostage. Um, I can't remember if I, if I kind of filled that in myself or if they say something like that. Or they discover something like that. Maybe. Uh, they've been treated, like, with... To recognize him. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of odd. And again, I mean, the girl was traumatized, so they probably shouldn't have taken her scream slash word for absolute evidence. No, they shouldn't um. have. <laughs> yes, it's outlandish, but I don't think it's the most outlandish thing that he's done. Like, mm, finding who no. it is by the footprint. And it wasn't, like... I mean, that's logic. Like what? One thing that really bothered me with her is she's like she, he found it by a thing uh, by a footprint, and I'm like, but if you look at it, he didn't. He did a lot of science mm-hmm. to figure it out. I mean, yes, he did learn certain things, like he said his gait and height, and but but, even so, good scientist. I mean, there's ways to figure that out mm-hmm. if you know how to. Yeah, and the only reason he was able to narrow it down was through the science that he did on those shards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have. I don't know. It just seemed like a big leap for me. They've gone through so much with him for mm-hmm. at least the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And from the looks of it, when he met John, that that was not new. No. I mean, maybe not as common, but definitely not new. Yeah, it is kind of odd leap. And I, I kind of get it with the higher ups that you see later on saying, you know, we need to get this guy and all that kind of stuff because they're trying to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. But the that gets me is like Greg listening to her, mm-hmm. Lestrade. I mean, I don't he does pretty that. much stay pretty skeptical of her. Mm. He, yeah. I mean, he does have to listen. I don't I, know. I guess that's the way they maybe they portray it. Yeah. But and still. then of course Anderson's gonna go along with whatever she says. He's his own person. We'll get to <laughs> him later because I don't fully understand him. I don't. I, I. I don't know why he was brought in, as. And just unless he's just supposed to show like the incompetence of the police, or maybe just Donovan's little yes man. Yeah, or again, maybe it was supposed to be something more, and it didn't go that way. Maybe I don't maybe. know. I guess, like you said, with Donovan again, she just might have been ended up being written differently than she was supposed to be, or she ended up getting more of a place than she should have, or something. But just the the whole way that he's convicted in public opinion of the crimes he committed supposedly are just so it is it's a huge leap for me but either way it's a good way to get him onto that rooftop yes that's what needed to happen anyhow (laughs) i do like that throughout all of it john does not believe it even when john is being told by sherlock that all of it's true. Mm-hmm. John 
doesn't question for a second that Sherlock's telling the truth. He knows that Sherlock didn't do those things. Right. But I really do like that John never has any doubts about Sherlock, even though Sherlock at one point says that he does, that he can tell that John is doubtful of him. Mm-hmm. I think that's just his own insecurity that John will believe that he's this horrible fake. Mm-hmm. But I don't think John ever wavered in his belief in Sherlock and his abilities. Yeah. If he did have doubts, he didn't believe them. And mm-hmm. then I wonder how much of it was him recalling what Donovan said and Sherlock read that as doubt. Yeah, it could have been that too. But I don't think for a second John wavered in knowing that Sherlock was innocent. I mean, he... He couldn't have because he wouldn't have fought for him if he really doubted him. Mm-hmm. Or punched a man in or the nose. Just stayed friends with him after what he did for him in Baskerville. Yeah. And just everything. Poor John. Yeah. He's Sherlock's guinea pig in so many ways. Yeah. Just poisoned him and just kind of just dealt with it. I think he yeah. got less upset about him poisoning him than when Sherlock said he didn't have any friends. I think that's true. He really, he, he was more hurt by that fact than literally being poisoned by the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just yeah, their dynamic and somehow it works. It's amazing. What were your thoughts when you saw Sherlock at the end after John saying goodbye to him? The first time I saw it, I was obviously very excited because mm-hmm. I think at that point they hadn't confirmed a third series. In the original books, that was how he was supposed to die. Mm-hmm. That was actually supposed to kill Sherlock. And then I think it was like 10 years or something before... Sherlock came back because mm-hmm. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, for whatever reason, changed his mind. Oh, I thought people wanted him to come back. Kind well, of like he, they did now. He <laughs> did. They back. did. They they made a... When this came out. Like, people made a big fuss over it. You're right. Mm-hmm. But he still waited for a while before he brought him back. Maybe mm-hmm. it was two years. It was, it was years. Was, uh, so I was not sure if that's how they were going to end the series. So obviously <laughs> seeing him was awesome. Even re-watching the series and knowing that he obviously is alive... I still don't understand how he got away with it and how he figured it out. I don't either, unless it is as elaborate as we kind of see in the beginning of the third season, like how he maneuvered everything to look like a suicide. And it was just in place, kind of like a contingency plan, whatever, like Moriarty had in place for the snipers. Mm-hmm. Like if he had something like this, if it goes this way, people will be ready. So mm-hmm. be watching. And again, we're seeing it through John's eyes. So it does look like he passed but he really didn't because even like the way he falls now that I look at him like it kind of he's hanging at an odd angle like if he'd actually jumped his body wouldn't he wouldn't be like yeah I know what you mean it's hard to explain it but yeah I know what you mean his body wouldn't have fallen like that or we're supposed to be in the mindset of the shock of him actually jumping and then seeing it like John would have seen it Mm -hmm. and then again like John being knocked nearly unconscious and all that like what is he just from being bumped too which is by a bike well I was trying to think about them like okay if a bike however fast that guy was going and he literally hit you I mean he would have fallen the bike the bicyclist (laughs) I'm not sure he does but you know and I um, also kind of wonder it might have been shock like to that like John going into shock yeah because like again watching your best friend jump from a building and admitting to like mass murder yeah admitting the mass murder lying to you forever long you've known each other yeah yeah so all that so maybe you're supposed to see it through those eyes mm-hmm. but then again it's sherlock and moriarty so i guess they can make anything however elaborate work mm-hmm. but i have to say it's still even though i know he's not actually jumping or committing suicide it's still hard to watch and even it when is. you see the body on the pavement it's just like no. Yeah, it is. Oh it's gosh, gruesome. No. 
I think the most heartbreaking part is watch for me watching him fall, mm-hmm. and he's like he's looking at the ground. Like mm-hmm. you said, even though it it doesn't look, I don't want to say the word organic, like how someone would do that, but I don't. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, though. just mm-hmm. like na- natural. However, that would mm-hmm. be. It is just gut wrenching mm-hmm. to watch it. Well, that he's crying, me, you see tears on his cheeks while he's talking to John. Yeah, and his he's saying it's my note. It sinks in, and even John's reaction slash Martin Freeman's that makes it even harder because you feel it with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you grow, like you said, you grow to love these characters so quickly. Mm -hmm. And John's already gone through a lot. Sherlock's gone through a lot, but Mm -hmm. John actually feels it more, Mm -hmm. or at least can process it. And I think that makes it even harder sometimes rewatching it because you know that Sherlock's not gone, but John believes it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, right. Man. Like when he's at the gravesite begging him, please don't be dead. Just stop this. Mm-hmm. And like Sherlock's standing there watching him and like, later on why we know he can't go to him. But it's just it, it almost makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Like they both are suffering so much. Yeah. And neither can do anything about it. No. I mean, obviously he asks Molly for help. Mm-hmm. So we know that she knew. But mm-hmm. how many others do you think knew what was happening and how did they keep it from John? I mean, Molly doesn't seem like Molly could keep that kind of secret. No, unless it was for Sherlock. I, just, I don't think she would have been able to act all that well. Well, how often, I'm just thinking about it, like how often would she be around John without that's Sherlock? True. I guess that's true, yeah, because he wouldn't need to be at the hospital anymore, mm-hmm. would he? I guess she would no. just need to get through a funeral. Yeah. So that's a good point. Then, I didn't think about but it. But the way. other people, like if again it was as elaborate as he had it, I don't know how all those other actors I would think someone would want to let them know, like, I helped Sherlock fake his death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again I mean I guess we'll get more into it in unless they weren't actually three, actors but... and they were involved with something else like Mycroft. Well, we have to wait till series three to discuss I that. that. <laughs> but anyway, just the people involved, it just seems like maybe they weren't your average actors or whatnot. So. Yeah definitely something more going on but i i definitely would like to kind of and maybe it does say more about that later on but i i didn't think about it the way until you put it that way that she would only have to see john one more time basically so i guess she could probably get through that but up until that point i thought how did molly keep that from him for so long yeah but it does make sense now that you put it that way yeah but who knows and again, listeners, we do have our Facebook page up, and we know we mentioned just earlier on in the episode, but please leave your comments, because we'd like to know what you guys are thinking. Um, just if you have thoughts on the podcast itself, or if we've missed something that we've been discussing. We just want to know, because we're curious to know your thoughts and you know, other takes on these series that we're going through, whether it be Sherlock, Harry Potter, and whatever's next. Mm-hmm. So please, just visit, leave a comment or two. Yep, <laughs> and that's just fandoms and fantasies, just like the podcast name. Just go search that on Facebook.com, mm-hmm. and... We should come up. Yep, we should. You'll see the same logo. So, yeah, yeah, get to meet us a little bit more. Maybe put a face to the name. All right, so that'll be interesting. And I guess that just about wraps up series two. I think so. I mean, there's so much to cover with these yes. series. There's so much in them. But, mm-hmm. you know, if we have to come back to it, we will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, darn it. I just would. Yeah. Def- no, I'm just kidding. I love discussing Sherlock. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for listening. We look forward to next time. And until then, stay fantastic.